Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today's episode, I speak about how to lose weight without rebounding. So if you were someone who has lost the same 10 pounds 10 times over, but you have had difficulty in the past learning how to keep it off, I'll go through the step-by-step process that you need to understand in order to maintain it this time. So in today's show, you can expect to learn, first of all, the bodybuilding experience, how losing 15 kilos in 15 weeks, how I've managed my post-dieting phase so far, um, just some of my progress on that, some of the challenges that I had, along with the rapid spike and increase in weight that I initially had five days after the show. I will then speak about my own calories, the macros, my current macro split, my current training split, how I broke this down. And then I would speak about the process that if you are someone that, okay, I've lost the weight, now I want to maintain it, I want to maintain this look, what are my next steps? I'll speak about the step-by-step process that you can implement in order to hold that physique, hold your weight loss long-term, all right? I'll also, in the show notes, for anyone who wants the written version of this, I did write a full blog post on how to lose weight and keep it off long-term. I'll post that in the show notes. The only thing I would ask you, if you do get value from the show, please make sure you subscribe and you share the show to someone who might benefit from hearing it. You can also tag me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram if you're not already doing this. Or if you are a new listener, my Instagram handle is Mac Lifestyle Fitness. That's MC Lifestyle Fitness. I'm very, very active there. So if you do have any follow-up questions or even if you've actually implemented some of these strategies, please shoot me a message and let me know how it has gone for you. But without further ado, here is this week's episode how to lose weight without repounding, rebounding and end yo-yo dieting for good. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifters Show. So as of recording this, I am just over 30 days since stepping up on stage and for anyone who didn't know or didn't tune into my journey, so I recently stepped up on stage in a bodybuilding show I did a 15-week prep where I started out at 81.8 kilos. The lowest weight that I got was 68, 66.8 kilos, which was a net loss of 15 kilos in 15 weeks. And then my stage weight was 67.3. So um, a lot of weight loss in a relatively short amount of time. And now that I am four, just over four weeks post-show, I want to speak about a topic that not a lot of people actually discuss, and that is keeping weight off long-term. Upwards of 90% of people who lose weight quickly, they put it back on within the year, all right? So losing weight isn't actually most people's biggest challenge. It's learning how to under- learning how to keep it off long-term. And that is what today's episode is going to be about. So I'm going to speak about my own individual journey, what I've gone through, my observations over the last few weeks, and how I'm going to manage it, and also how you can do it too. So towards the end, I'm going to give you the step-by-step guide of how to reverse diet once you've reached your goal weight, once you've reached your goal physique, how you can do it so you can sustain it and keep the weight off. So let's just start out with a bit of a story. So as I mentioned, I lost 15 kilos in 15 weeks for the bodybuilding show. And if you were to just rewind back the clock to when I initially started, I was roughly having 3,200 calories a day. That was 3,200 calories a day. Let's just say, for argument's sake, I was 82 kilos, okay? Now, me eating 3,200 calories a day, 82 kilos, that was enough for me to maintain my weight. 
if I was eating the same amount of calories at my stage weight of 67 kilos, that would have been a calorie surplus. So the first thing you need to understand is as you as you lose weight, typically a lighter body burns less calories than the heavier body, meaning that your basic metabolic rate and the amount of calories that you need to consume on a daily basis, it will change, it will decrease over time, typically as your body weight decreases. All right. So for me and for my journey to stepping up on stage in the bodybuilding, I went on a quite a rigorous fat loss sprint where I spoke with this before. My goal was to lose fat in the first four weeks as quickly as possible. It just gave me a good, quick compounding win. Um, it gave me confidence that what I was doing was working. And I actually lost four kilos in the first four weeks. How I did that was I dropped my calories from 3,200 to 2,200. My macros were roughly at the 2,200. They were 220 protein, 240, 240 carbs, and 45 grams of fat. Now, what I will say is that 1,000 decrease straight away, the first week of following that, hunger always kicks in. This is something I always prepare my clients for. Whenever we might adjust their calories, if they want to lose a bit more fat, they want to lose a bit more weight, I always prepare them in advance that those first couple of days, hunger is going to kick in. But you know what? Something that I really got better at over this prep and something you might need to consider too is your mindset and your how you actually see hunger. Hunger is a good thing. It can be a good thing if you frame it that way. It's a sign that your calorie deficit, your diet is working. This is what difficult feels like. Most people don't understand that. When you lose weight, when you want to look a way you've never looked before, when you want to you know, really improve your body composition, you're going to a place that your body just does not want to go. Your body wants to be in the most comfortable position possible. So therefore, by feeding it less food than it actually wants and needs, there is going to be an element of discomfort. Okay, not every coach tells you that, but I'm just going to be straight out and honest. This is what difficult feels like. Hunger is normal. Okay, now the amount of hunger that you encounter in a calorie deficit, it's always going to be dependent on First of all, how extreme your calorie deficit is and also the type of food that you're eating, which means the type of food that you eat and consume in your calorie deficit is important. Now, for me, at 2,200 calories, okay, if I was having, let's just say, a big pancake stack on a Saturday, which would accumulate to 1,200 calories, I would probably question me doing that at 2,200 calories because I'd only have 1,000 calories left for the rest of the day spread across three meals. Okay, so the type of food choices and the decisions you make become more important the deeper you are into your calorie deficit. Okay, so as I dropped my calories, 3,200 to 2,200, um, training program was, so I did a legs push-pull split six times a week, 15,000 steps per day. And I also did roughly one 60-minute cardio session too. So I was very active. I was exercising. I was doing some form of activity which I still follow to this day, every single day, every single day I was doing that. Now, so I got down to, um, let's just say we, like, we dropped 15 kilos in 15 weeks. Whole show then, what do you do? So the dieting phase is over, okay? I've stepped up on stage. It was an amazing experience. I'm so, so glad I did it. But I understand that it's not maintainable for me to be that low level of body fat, nor is it healthy. And I don't want to be stuck at eating 2,200 calories a day all along. I want to build that up. And this is where reverse dieting comes in. 
So reverse dieting is a process of systematically and slowly increasing your calories over time. And you only reverse diet once you actually reach your goal physique. If you have not reached your goal weight or your goal physique, you take diet breaks. Reverse dieting is only implemented once you've actually got to where you want to look, you're happy with how you feel, and now you want to slowly get out of your calorie deficit and get back more towards maintenance. Okay, more on that in a moment. So when I finished up at the bodybuilding show, it was at 2,200 calories roughly was, was my average over the 15 weeks amount of calories that I was taking. Now, I, I'm working with a coach at the moment, Tony McAlevey, and he put me, bumped me up the following week after the show. We went straight up to 2630, 2, so almost a 400 calorie increase from what I would have been used to. The macro split that I would have went from was still 220 protein, 325, um, 325 carbs, so a big increase in carbs and 50 grams of fat. Now, this is where, this is the first, first time that, I've ever encountered this level of extreme dieting. I've dieted down for photo shoots before in the past, and I've probably got to a point of maybe losing 16 pounds, 16 pounds over the court, four to five kilos. That's the max that I ever would have lost. So if I ever would have done a photo shoot before, I probably would have lost five kilos for it. Okay. So it wasn't as big of a diet as this, but this is 15 kilos. I am like you on this. I'm entering into new territory that I've never encountered before. Okay, so I didn't really know what to expect. And after we bumped up our calories from, from 22.50 to 26.30, hear me out. The show was on the Sunday, that following Friday. Okay, I did have a nice post-show meal. I was in London the following day, um, which I was still eating very, very clean. You know, it was uh, steak. It was sweet potatoes. It was rice. I wasn't tracking. Post-show meal was amazing. It was a big buffet. I got rice. I got a lot of chicken. There was some dessert thrown in there. There was jelly. There was ice cream. There was everything. Okay, so that was the post-show meal, one meal. But then on the Monday after the show, you know, diet was pretty consistent. I wasn't tracking calories. And more or less by Tuesday, I was back at it again, eating how I would have ate previously um, before the show. Here's the thing, though. I weighed in that Friday and stepping up on stage, my official weight was 67.3 kilos. I went from 67.3 to 71.3, up four kilos in five days. I was like, what the absolute hell? What is going on here? How did I increase my weight by so much in such a short period of time? Now, part of that, of course, was water weight, part of that was carbohydrate weight. But it was just something that surprised me. So that was new territory for me. And having reversed dieting successfully in the past, I knew I had to be a bit slower. So I spoke to Tony about this. And instead of going up to 26.30, we actually lowered my calories to 2.350. So I only increased them by 100. 2.20 protein, 2.70 carb, 45 grams of fat. All right. So only an increase of 100 from what I would have been um, doing pre, pre-show and getting ready to step up on stage. And the ironic thing was then my weight did slowly start to drop. So after just one week of at the 23.50, I went down from 71.3 to 69.6. All right, so I lost, what, 1.7 kilos inside the first seven days. And now 30 days or 31 days post-show at this stage, my weight is very, it's, it's stabilizing finally. 
it's stabilizing finally. So show weight, as I said, was 67.3. I weighed in this morning and actually 69.3. This day last week, I was 68.3. But I've only gained a net of one to two kilos in the first month, which by all means, I'm really, really happy with. If you look at anybody who stepped up in stage and you look at the post-show, post-show rebound, honestly, like some people are unrecognizable after the first month they're like whoa that was you 30 days ago you've gained like 10 kilos and some people it's intentional and others it's just your body's natural reaction that after you finish a diet and phase your hunger levels they can go through the roof and that is why you really need to manage this post diet and phase so i'm going to teach you how to do that how i've managed it so first of all my training hasn't changed Training is something that I honestly, at this stage, I do for the body more or the mind more so than the body. I exercise religiously every day. I'll do some form of activity. You don't have to do that for me, though. I just find if something makes you feel good, it builds your confidence. Um, I'm doing something difficult, knowing that it's going to benefit me later. It just it makes me feel good. So I do it every day. I do some form of activity every day. Is that an addiction? Possibly, is it a healthy addiction? A healthy addiction, well, I could be addicted to doing much worse. It's part of my routine at this stage. Haven't missed a workout in, I don't know, probably a couple of years. I've done some form of activity every single day. But that's side note, this is on how to reverse diet. So my training hasn't changed. I'm still doing push-pull legs. <clears throat> um, push-pull, or actually in this order, legs, pull and push, legs, pull and push. And I'm also doing a cardio session there as well. All right, 15,000 steps on average, which I would have done post uh, pre-show. That hasn't changed either. The biggest thing now is just me slowly and systematically increasing my calories over time. And thankfully now, so my calories as of recording this, they just increased yesterday to 2690. So I was at 2550, so an increase of 300 from where I was um, pre-dieting. But now I'm up by 450, so it'll be interesting to see on my weight trends. But here's how you can officially lose weight and keep it off long term. This is going to be so, so important for anyone listening that you if if you're someone who's lost the same 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 times over and you've never successfully dieted out, I'll go through the exact strategy now. So the first thing to understand is there's a difference between reverse dieting and diet breaks. Reverse dieting, as I mentioned earlier, it's when you reach your goal physique. A diet break is just you're taking a bit of a, di- a, a break, as the, as the name suggests, from your diet before you get back on the wagon, before you get back on the calorie deficit. Think of a diet break as imagine you're driving from Galway to Dublin for a match in Crow Park. You might stop off in, in Athlone at the service station to grab a bit of food before getting back on the road again. All right. Whereas reverse dieting, you've arrived in Dublin. OK, you want to get back to Galway now to where you were previously. And you want to slowly and systematically increase your calories. Okay, how do you do that? Well, first of all, it's important to understand what happens when you actually diet. So as I mentioned, a lighter body typically burns less calories than a heavier body or less calories than a heavier body, which means your maintenance calories, let's just say entering the dieting phase, they could be 2,500. By the time you finish your diet, they could be 2,000 potentially higher, potentially lower, depending on the amount of weight that you lost. I would estimate for me that having a maintenance calories of 3,200 pre-dieting 
once I lost the 15 kilos, I would say my maintenance calories was probably 2,400. That's 24, 2,500 estimates. So that's an 800 calorie decrease. Now, imagine if I would have at 67 kilos went back to eating 3,200 calories a day. Even though my maintenance calories are at 2,400, that will put me in an 800 calorie surplus. And this is where most people go wrong. They eat the exact same way as they did post-dieting than they did pre-dieting. You cannot do that if you've dieted successfully because, as I said, your maintenance calories will adjust. Okay, so you your goal is to get back up to your new maintenance calories and then slowly and systematically build those up over time. Okay, so as you diet, as I mentioned, your maintenance calories decrease. As well as this, exercise can become more difficult. You've probably noticed that if you've ever done a dieting phase before, your will and desire to move, it will naturally decline. Even just things like fidgeting. Um, if you're going really deep now, I remember the remote might fall on the floor and just be like, fuck that, I don't even want to pick it up. It's too much of an effort. Small little things you will not realize. Find your laser, bending over, picking things up, walking around the house. All of these things, your body subconsciously um, does less of. And that is because with a decrease in energy, it wants to conserve as much of that as possible. Okay? So, knowing that to be true then, with reverse dieting, once you're finally happy to maintain your current level of body fat and your current level of condition, this is when you want to reverse out of your calorie deficit and get back towards your maintenance. Now, a few things to understand here. So how long does it take to reverse diet? It varies person to person. But typically, the length of time that you were dieting that's not a bad amount of time to reverse diet out. Now, if you have the patience and depending on your body's metabolism, how you respond, you can probably go a bit faster. But if you've been dieting for 12 weeks, it's not a bad idea to slowly and systematically over 12 weeks, try to get back to your old norm. Which is why it's really, really important for anyone listening, that you get out of the end game mentality that you have arrived once you reach your goal weight. It requires just as much discipline after the diet that it does before to stay on track so you don't rebound. Now, you can probably go a bit faster, but I'm, I'm more of a conservative approach, and that is what I would recommend. Some people say that half the amount of time, so let's just say 12 weeks dieting, six weeks uh, reverse dieting out, that can also work. But again, everyone's body responds differently. So you would have to adjust that over time depending on your progress. Okay. How do you measure your progress? This is where, this is how you actually effectively reverse diet. So first of all, when it comes to reverse dieting, you, the first thing you need to do is you need to track your calories. You need a method of tracking your calories because if you're not, get, if you're not you know, tracking, if you're not assessing anything, you are just literally guessing. What gets measured gets managed, okay? So you track your calories. From there, then, you will determine your maintenance calories. So before you strategically increase your calories, you'll need to determine what your new maintenance levels are. Okay? And that's just going to come through trial and error. But what I would say is 
imagine now for for a moment that you finish your diet in phase of two thousand calories, and now in the post diet, the first week you might stay at two thousand or twenty one hundred. Okay, twenty one hundred. You then weigh in that that following week, and if your weight hasn't budged a whole lot, you might go okay. I'm going to increase them by 50 to 100 per week, slowly and systematically. And then you keep weighing yourself. You keep adjusting your calories weekly. And depending on what your body is doing, that's going to give you permission to, to go faster or to go slower. Okay? But it all starts out with actually tracking your calories, tracking your weight, and taking progress photos. Because when you're doing those three things, you have data now. You have something to go off. But if you don't do those three things, you're just guessing. Okay, so track your calories and determine your, your macros too. That's going to be important. Regardless of what amount you would have been eating prior to it, I would always say two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So if you finish at 75 kilos times two, that'll be 150 grams of protein. Okay, you can then adjust your carbohydrates and your fats accordingly. More carbohydrates on training days. Um, less carbohydrates and rest days, more fats maybe on rest days and less fats and training days. You do that slowly. But the big thing is your rate of progression will depend on how long you've been dieting. And general, as I said, start by adding maybe 50 to 100 calories per week and adjust accordingly. This is going to be very, very context dependent though, because everyone will respond differently. One of our clients, for instance, Brian, he would have been training in the gym four times a week and doing one or two cardio sessions. And his goal was to actually diet, even though his body needed to build muscle. He was having roughly 2,100 calories a day, and he was at a light-ish body weight, we'll say 64 kilos, roughly. So relatively light body weight, um, low-ish amount of calories, and his weight wasn't changing at all. We wanted to finish up his dieting phase effectively and get him focusing on building muscle as quick as possible. And seven weeks onward, so he's a fast responder. He's up to 3,100 calories, so an increase by 1,000 calories. And yet his weight has only increased by less than two kilos. So he's someone with a higher metabolism, all right? He's able to process those calories much, much quicker. But I've heard case of other people that if they were to do this, you know, you're just going to gain a whole lot of weight quickly. So you would have to do you. But that is essentially how you reverse diet. That is how you, you keep the weight off long term. All right. So just to recap, if you want to understand how to maintain your weight loss and keep the weight off long term, first thing you need to do is to track your calories. From there, then determine what your new maintenance calories are. Slowly and systematically increase your calories by 50 to 100 per week until you get back up towards that new maintenance. And by doing that just gradually and systemically over time, that is how you keep the weight off long term. Okay, you monitor, you adjust based on your progress. You're not gaining a whole lot of weight, you increase your calories by 100. Maybe you might increase them by 150 the following week. You increase your calories too quickly and you bump them up and then your weight suddenly just spiked. Maybe we need to go a bit slower. This is all going to be dependent. But that's effectively the process for how you do it.
And I'd always recommend for the first two or three weeks, it's it's better to probably go just slightly slower than too rapid, unless you've no desire of holding on to that, you know, desired physique that you have, and you just want to get back to your maintenance habits. That's different. But if you're someone who wants to maintain it, I'd always recommend just going a bit slower at the start, even though the the desire will be there that you want to go faster. I recommend going slower. And then gradually, systemically increasing it over time. All right. So that is effectively how it is done. And that is all for this week's episode. So this one was shorter than normal in the sense that I typically record them for 30 to 45 minutes. I know we're a bit, bit shorter for this one, but hopefully you did find this valuable. All right. And what I will do as well is I did write a full blog post on how to lose weight and keep it off long term. I'll post a link to that in the show notes for anyone who feels that they learn better by reading as opposed to audio. As well as this, we all know the most difficult and challenging part of starting on any fat loss phase is actually the start. It's not, as Brian Kane, I heard him say before, getting to the finish line isn't the hard part. Getting to the start line is. And if you are someone who needs a bit of a kickstart just to get you going, what I'll also post in the show notes is my seven-day fat loss accelerator. And speaking of rapid fat loss, some of our members who actually follow this, this is something that I give to some of my paid clients. They've lost four kilos inside seven days. All right. Um, so just some of the methods there that you can actually implement if you want to kind of get things off to a good start. And what I will say is rapid fat loss does get a bad rap. But I think there's a lot of value in losing fat quickly at the start of the journey and then going a bit slower once you actually once you once you begin the process, because it will just boost your confidence that God, you know what, a bit of consistency. A bit of consistency, it actually does work and I'm going to want to keep going. So I'll post that in the show notes for the seven day fat loss accelerator. I'll also post a link to the blog post I wrote how to lose weight without rebounding. And that is all for this week's show. The only thing I do ask is if you do get value from the show, please pay the fee. The fee is not monitoring value. All I ask is simply a value exchange. Share this with someone who might have had difficulty before losing weight and keeping it off. Or take a screenshot, send me a and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Mac Lifestyle Fitness, MC Lifestyle Fitness, and I'd be happy, I'd happily repost it onto my stories. But that is all for this week's episode. Thank you for listening and catch you all next week.